Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Dearly beloved, we are gathered today in mourning of frenemies. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Hello. hello. Very somber hello, hello to everybody. Yeah. It's sad. Frenemies is it's it, it's definitely, well, it's been resurrected once before <laughs> in the past. It has been resurrected twice, actually. No, I think the first time the fight was what created it, right? So the first fight was what created Frenemies. Then the, there was that middle fight that uh, broke it up for a minute. And then they got back together in a week or something. But, so, But didn't, didn't they have him, uh, that uh, psychiatrist, on twice? Yeah, right? But I think in that the was... Beginning. I don't think they That's broke what? up... I don't think the podcast... I think... Well, maybe I'm wrong. I only remember the first fight and then the second I, fight I that was like... Stor- the really yeah. big... The second fight was the really big blowout. Oh, the, the second fight was definitely the biggest blowout. Because that was when I said, Hey, I don't think they will get together again. And you said, Just you watch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I That one... Yeah. I, it, it felt like there wasn't, a, at least not a lot of public back and forth that we saw that was like, oh, this doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, they're at least talking uh, behind the scenes and not making a drama about it online, but that's not necessarily the case this time. <laughs> yeah, because, holy shit, Trisha, Trisha knows how to tweet, she tweets more than I did. Well, at least in the last few hours, I think it's because there's a lot of drama happening and she's trying to get ahead of it. Um, Because she posted some screenshots of some text messages between them. And in one of them, there was some things that she said that definitely, I guess, I don't know how how to say it. It can be construed as anti-Semitic, definitely. Sure. If not outright blatantly, but I'm not really sure. Uh, I guess it depends... I mean, she she was very quick on Twitter saying like, "I can't be an anti-Semite. I'm I'm marrying Moses," and I don't know if it works like that. That's a classic. Sure. That, the problem is that's a classic thing that racists say in America. They're like, "I yeah, can't be racist. Yeah. I have a black friend, or I work with a black guy." <laughs> right? It's like, no, that's yeah. not. You can still be like in your mind racist on act like or anti-Semitic and not even kind of realize it sometimes, but. I don't think I don't think she is. I don't. I honestly don't think she no. is. I think she just said this in a text message as kind of a joke, and now it's getting construed. But it definitely doesn't look good in retrospect. Yeah, last night or yesterday, uh, the podcast they had a huge fight at the end of the podcast. Mm. Trisha posted a video on YouTube, basically saying I'm done with frenemies, and that it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of bad blood between them, but that she was upset about some creative differences and things like that. Uh, but then these text messages coming out, come out about them going back and forth about money. So it also looks like it, it's about creative control, money and everything else. I mean, there were two 
you know, huge personalities that uh, I think even from the beginning, we kind of knew at some point the tension has to boil over, right? Sure. I I do think about it. I find it kind of funny because me, me and you have thought about uh, this podcast once. <laughs> like that's 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 more or less it. I'm not lying by saying that, am I? No, no. But they also have well, a lot more on the line. Like if we had sure, if we were getting four million views on every po- podcast, we would have a lot more pressure to like make things perfect and uh, want things sure. our way, or I want things my way, or you might th- want your things your way. But right now, we're kind of like. Mm. If, if Ro wants to do something, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I don't care. If it doesn't work out, great. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Because I've had ideas that don't work out. And it just, like, it, we just move on to the next podcast, right? And that was one of the big things I, on the podcast. Yeah. Trisha had a problem with, like, the specific seg- segment that they were about to do for the show. And she was like, I just mm-hmm. hate, I don't like this segment. I think it's stupid. And Ethan was kind of like, uh, okay, well, let's move on to the next segment. But then it became kind of snowballed because the crew, the person who made the segment, kind of got offended because he was probably like, uh, I worked hard on making a segment for the show and you just called it stupid live on air, right? That, that right. Not very cool of her to do. Um, I mean, uh, with all the love in the universe uh, and through everything I have in my body... Uh, the lady is a little egocentric, uh, and, and she I, knows that. I, I, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, I, I think it it started definitely with with uh, the podcast where uh, our friend Miss where where they were talking about uh, 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 Eaton's wife's pregnancy and how little they talked about that pregnancy in that podcast. But she really wanted to talk about like her, <laughs> her marrying Moses, and that was mostly uh, what that podcast was about. And I, I mean, that lady has, ha, like, it feels like if it's not about her and if it's not revolving her personality, she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's more. It, more she doesn't about feel. That. She even said she didn't feel like she fit in, which I think is more code word that she felt like she wasn't. That they were creating a show that wasn't like her show. They were creating a show mm-hmm. that was like what, another yes. part of the H three podcast series, yeah. which there are other ones, and she probably wanted it to be more the Trisha show. Which that's just right. how Trisha is, and I don't. That's fine to be that way. Yeah, but when you have yeah, another yeah. personality like Ethan, who's also very, I want to be the center of attention. I want to make people laugh, and she wants mm-hmm. to be the center of attention in a different way. And you have these two competing personalities. Um, I think, I don't know. I still think there's a possibility they could work it out. Believe it or not, and I think the saving grace is. <laughs> I think the saving grace here could be Moses. He could bridge. Yeah, the gap, right, and be kind of the mediator and uh, get them to talk it through. I don't think they're going to come back next week, right? But uh, I think in the future something could happen for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I find it funny that she 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 goes like, I don't feel like I'm a part of this family, and she's like married into the family. You're right, like, <laughs> literally. How, how, the... how, how much more can you be a part of the family? I think, yeah, and she's talking about the H three family, so she, I'm, I think she probably didn't f- feel like maybe uh, the people in the crew were necessarily, I don't know. Uh, they maybe didn't see her as like as big as she thought they were supposed to see her, or I don't know. I don't know how because I don't know. It seemed like she was definitely bagging on the crew in the podcast, and that's okay. what offended them, yeah. and that's what made them say, "Hey, I don't want to film a vlog with her because she's just being rude to us." Right? Um, right. So yeah, I have to be completely honest. I didn't watch it all because I felt. I, I, it's kind of funny that that you had to tell me all about this because I knew nothing about the fight or anything. I turned it out because I turned it out, off because I, I felt it was kind of like it was very blah blah back and forth in the beginning, and she wasn't really interested from the beginning of the podcast. She's like she she seemed she wasn't really interested in being there in the first place. I mean, her first story was uh, on the show was like I, I'm feeling, uh, I guess I don't know what the exact word was, but she was like talking about how she had gotten attacked by a mob of kids surrounding her car mm-hmm. and like that she felt uh, weird that day and that she felt off and everything. And right then I was like, okay. Um, and then they ordered the pizza, which is a running joke on that show that every time they order a pizza, something goes horribly wrong. And mm-hmm. it really did. And believe it or not, he, he, in this one, he was dressed up as un, uh, uncle fester. And in that last mm-hmm. giant fight, that was the one they were also He was also dressed up like un- uncle fester, <laughs> both mm-hmm. podcasts. So uh, uncle fester and pizza conspiracy. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, um, I don't know if you uh, know anything about the football team Roma. Do you know anything about the football team Roma? Uh, no. Uh, their defender Chris Smalling and his wife claim they witnessed a UFO last night. Uh, or night, night before last, yeah. yeah. Yes. In a detailed Instagram post, the Roma defender wife started... Uh, Assuring her followers that the pair were not on magic mushrooms or anything. <laughs> okay. That doesn't mean you I didn't like miss see something, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, uh, the 34-year-old went to describe how the flying object flew down low past us and turned and shot back high up in the sky where it stayed for an hour, maybe longer. Uh, I find that interesting because guess what? The first thing we are talking about in the news is that the U.S. finds no evidence of alien technology and flying objects. But guess what? They can't truly doubt either. So this is not the report we've been waiting for that Joe Biden or yeah no. that they called for. Um, the U.S. called for, but uh, I was also reading articles that there's a very good chance that's not going to be released to the public e- at all. And that only Congress is going to see that. So uh, this yeah. mo- this is coming from uh, the Washington, oh, the New York Times. The U.S. intelligence eight officials have found no evidence that aerial ph- phenomena witnessed by Navy pilots uh, 
are alien spacecraft, but they still cannot explain the unusual movements that have mystified the scientists and military. And reports determined that the vast majority of the 120 incidents over the past two decades did not originate did not originate from the U.S. military or advanced U.S. government technology. The determination would appear to eliminate the possibility that pilots who report seeing aircraft might have encountered uh, other government programs that were meant to be kept secret. So, like, maybe a Navy pilot saw it, but it was a U.S. craft that a Navy pilot wasn't supposed to see. It seems like w the U.S. would know where your ship is and not test a mm. secret craft right next to it where the guy could see it. But, you know, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like it will. Uh, that would be kind of stupid, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, and when there's a giant globe, you could literally test it anywhere, and you choose to do it right next mm -hmm. to your own ship. But maybe, I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe they made a mistake. Um, or maybe we're on the flat Earth. But I think the whole thing here is that there's, there, they can't explain these movements, um, and they're saying there's no evidence. Right, that the, mm. that it's aliens, but there's also no ev evidence that it's not aliens. There's also no evidence that it's some other country's uh, advanced technology either. There's no evidence that it's anything, basically. Always, when we talk about alien stuff, it reminds me that uh, Scientology actually believes that we are souls of aliens. So there's that. Uh, I mean, you could argue yeah. that about a lot of religions when you really think of... If you really broke down a lot of religions, is God an alien? Sure. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, oh no, definitely. It, I, I, I would say uh, uh, the Christian God, uh, God is an alien. Or he could yeah, be. Because, yeah, or could be, yeah, definitely. Because I, I doubt... I doubt if God exists. He is anything that we think he looks like. I don't think he's a white man on the cloud looking down at us, even though that's how he's portrayed 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, for some reason, uh, the Christian God is like white Buddha. I never really understood yeah. that, but... <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It is more or less the white Buddha. Uh, we are talked about India uh, before, and... Uh, and uh, the UK is opening next week, or uh, or I think they're already they working are... on it. I think they're they're right. already easing locks uh, restrictions there, but they're talking. Well, there's I I don't know how long long that's going to last because we'll we'll get to the next article, but <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, no, uh, and uh, Norway has more or less completely opened. Uh, now India is easing COVID restriction. I think this is way too early. I mean, I went to the grocery store yesterday and everybody there had a mask, even though you're not technically Good. required to wear a mask in the grocery This store specifically says on it, you don't have to wear a mask and everybody's still wearing a mask. It's like, I it, like I said a few weeks ago, it's more of the social aspect of like, uh, sure. you just don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. And it, right. that's just what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, but uh, I, I, I do think it's way too early for India to use any COVID restrictions. I I mean, I I understand that their, their number is uh, two months low, but the, 
it's way too many people who, uh, that are dying there still. So I think it's just if selected states, it's just some some Indian states are easing lockdown restrictions uh, as COVID re- COVID infections subside in those areas. Um, the national capital territory of Delhi, the seat of the Indian government, was among these, relaxing its restrictions and allowing shops to open up on alternate days. So not every day. Shops with even numbers will open on one day, and those with odd numbers will open on another day. I assume, like, the address? The odd number? That's kind of I'm an interesting way to do it. Yeah. In Norway, I don't remember which road it was. Uh, I think it was the road into Oslo. They did for many years. They had it like uh, people with odd numbers could drive on that day and people with not odd numbers could drive another day. Seems hard to enforce, but uh, I guess guess it would work as long as everybody just followed along. No, it was in the middle of of Oslo because uh, 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 I remember why it was. Because of uh, the diesel restrictions up in the air, they they, they restricted people driving in each other in the day. Interesting oh. way of doing it. Uh, it says fifty percent of oh private offices will now be allowed to operate at fifty percent of normal staffing. Mm. Overall, India saw. Oh, no, wait, here we go. Industrial Western State Maharashtra uh, will, from June 7th, allow malls, movie theaters, restaurants, and offices to open regularly in districts where the rate has fallen below 5%. So there, uh, different places have different restrictions, different rules, depending on go- the government and how well or how not well they're doing there. But, I don't. It, yeah, it's probably too early, but it, it's at least a good sign that we're at a two-month low, mm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. Except for oh, the yeah, fact definitely. that there's a variant. We've been talking about an Indian variant, but this is a different Indian variant. Supposedly, like, the most deadly variant, or the most transmissible variant yet, is what I'm hearing from. And White yeah, House... Is this what they... Go ahead. Uh, is this what they call, call the COVID-19 Delta? Right. Uh, right. Anthony Fauci on Tuesday said that more than 6% of COVID-19 infections in the U.S. are traced back to the Delta variant, which was first found in India. The Delta variant, known as B1617.2, has spread from India to 60 other countries, including the U.K., where it is, where in the U.K. it has become the dominant strain uh, making up more than 60% of cases uh, in the UK. So maybe this, I guess this is just the same Indian variant. They're just naming it the Delta variant now? Okay. Oh, no. Hmm. Okay. B1 se- B117 uh, is the alpha strain that had been the most prevalent in the country after it was first discovered. Okay, so that's the alpha strain of this, and this is point uh, two, right? Okay, I get it now. Right. Yeah, because uh, in the, uh, for people that doesn't know, in the phonetic al- alphabet, al- alpha becomes before delta. Uh, so they probably had a B and C variant as well, I'm going to guess. It. I was assuming the alpha variant was just like the first one that the other one split off of. That was my assumption, but I could be wrong. Sure. Um, Dr. Fauci says, we cannot let it, this happen meaning 
we can't let this become the dominant strain in the U.S. because uh, that could be a r- real issue. So he's calling for people to get. Uh, they want seventy percent of American adults to have one dose at least by Fourth of July, as this could ho- hold off the variant um, in America. Yeah, I uh, I got sick the day before I was going to take the vaccine, so that was very uh, very smart of me. So I didn't get to take the vaccine. Oh really? So, oh so, yes. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, you were, you had it uh, scheduled and everything, and then you just couldn't go because you had to yep. go. To, you had to go to the hospital. Okay, that that's terrible. Yeah. There is one thing yeah. happening here in America to try to get people vaccinated for i don't know if i don't know if oh, yeah, this is free beer yeah it's not even that it's even more governor jim justice has announced that this his state west virginia will mm. on father's day hold a vaccine raffle on that will include guns trucks and cash <laughs> not gun licenses mind you actual guns which one one would assume uh, America. It's also they're all, also offering free hunting and fishing licenses as an incentive as well. So, yeah, that's how we're gonna get people in in the U.S. to get <laughs> vaccinated. Just give them guns. I'm thinking like people people that are like preppers uh, that are like members of the militia goes and gets vaccine because they need more guns to their militia. That'll be uh, that's what I was what I was thinking is how long in, in here in America are, is it gonna be till they trace one of these vaccine <laughs> raffle guns vaccine back to a guns. mass shooting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not long to be honest they, in America. <laughs> they fifty people were shot with the vaccine gun. Right, exactly. And then anti-vaxxers can see us say, hey, see, the vaccine does kill people. Or maybe it'll be, they're like, oh, the vaccine made him go crazy, and so he <laughs> took his gun and shot people, yeah. I can totally yeah. see that being a thing. Uh, we talked about this fake news uh, that everybody is calling fake news, uh, that it may have leaked from the Wuhan lab, uh, the COVID-19 thing. Uh, we have said that for a very long time, we've been called crazy things uh, because. Well, we, we didn't crazy. say it was definite. We said it was a possibility. Well, it a could, possibility. Could be. I still think yes. it's a possibility. I don't. We don't have any oh, yeah. necessary proof, but this thing or this report from 2000 May in 2020, actually. So it was a, a report from a while ago uh, on the origins of COVID-19 by the U.S. government National Laboratory. So. U.S. government national laboratory concluded that the hypothesis of the virus leak from Chinese lab in Wuhan is plausible and deserves further investigation, the Wall Street Journal said on Monday. Uh, the study was prepared, like I said, in May 2020 by Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. So uh, this was during the Trump administration, obviously. Yeah. But I... We can't uh, we can't say anything that was done in the Trump administration was right or yeah well we haven't even seen this report because it's still classified but it was apparently leaked to the Washington or the uh, Wall Street Journal sorry 
Uh, right. It says a still classified U.S. intelligence report circulated during Trump's t administration alleged that the three researchers at the Chinese Wuhan lab of virology became ill in November of 2019 and sought hospital care. Uh, U.S. Mm -hmm. government sources have also said. So this is more. I mean, this this is another thing coming out from during the Trump administration that's that was kind of classified, and now we're finding out about it later. Hey, uh, look, do you know that Norway is not a member of the EU? I was aware of that. Hey, uh, look, did you know that Iceland is not a member of the EU? I, I honestly didn't know that, but I'm, I'm not surprised, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, did you know that UK is not now a member of the uh, <laughs> EU? I... Uh, uh, yeah, I think they the news made a pretty big Maybe. deal out of that. Yeah, yeah. Remember when everybody told us that uh, that would be the worst thing they have ever ever done? Remember that, and they would go go bankrupt and everything would go terrible. In well, yeah, everybody was too. it was going to be like uh, communist Russia. There'd be wheelbarrows of cash to buy a loaf of bread and everything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. It's so bad. It's so bad in the UK, uh, especially when it comes to fish and cheese. Because holy fuck, you know they can't they can't live without fish and cheese in the UK. So it would be terrible if they wouldn't have any deals. Oh wait, you can make deals outside the fucking EU. Well, oh. you can't. You can once you leave the EU. <laughs> wow. It's almost like that was the, the the whole point of leaving the EU in the first place or something. Because uh, the UK, uh, UK trade deals with Norway and Iceland. Britain has clinched post-Prexit trade deals with Norway, Iceland, and my favorite... Is this even a country? <laughs> I don't know. It's it the, is. Liechtenstein, yeah. It's the best name of a country, I think. Is there a better name of a country? Uh, Liechtenstein, no. Zambia is kind of fun, but uh, yes, Liechtenstein, as it <laughs> seeks to forge a new global trading relationship after leaving the European Union, three nations which are part of the European economic area allow them access to the single market. Under the deal with Norway, import trade, oh, import tariffs on Norwegian fish and seafood is the second largest, in, which is their second largest in industry after oil and gas would be reduced with no tariffs due on white fish such as cod. Mm, I love I love cod. It's like my favorite fish mm -hmm. practically. Yeah, uh, we love cod too. Britain will be able to export cheese from Norway including cheddar uh, with low tariff payments that Norway normally imposes on other foreign cheeses uh, which can be as high as 277%. Didn't you guys win like best cheese in the world like multiple times we in did. the last few years? Yes. Yeah. 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 So you had you had bargaining uh, a bargaining chip you're like, "Hey, our cheese is the best, all right? You got to pay <laughs> for our cheese." <laughs> Liechtenstein is German speaking 25 kilometer long a principality between Austria and Switzerland. Uh, it is really, really small. It has a population of 38,378 people in 2019. Do you want to guess what the king of uh, uh, 
No, the prince of Liechtenstein is called. Oh, I have no idea. Alois. It says the Iceland deal with Britain is worth 651 million euros in with Iceland exporting fish, sheep meat, skyar? I don't know what that is. And Icelandic yogurt. So that's what they're doing with Iceland. I didn't know Iceland was known for yogurt, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skid is uh, really popular in Norway. Oh, is it? Liechtenstein is, by the way, the sixth smallest independent nation in the world by area. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That is small. Well, I think the Vatican is technically the smallest one, right? Because it's like a square block area or whatever. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, it's not an independent country. It's a, it's a part. Uh, oh, you said, oh, you didn't say country. You said independent territory or something, right? Oh, yeah. Right. I, I meant, I meant country. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Independent nation, I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, what is the Vatican considered? I think it's a, I I think it's a conclave. Sure, that sounds right. Uh, I have no idea what that word means, but it sounds right. Ghislaine Maxwell denied bail and he, at <laughs> hearing uh, over jail conditions. So this was gonna this is gonna be the fifth time she's been denied bail from. Oh, Max, just give up. Second Circuit uh, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan denied also denied Maxwell's request for a hear, he, hearing on what her lawyers are calling horrific c- uh, conditions at the Metro- Metropolitan Detention Center in Bl- Brooklyn, uh, but they did not explain the reasons why it was horrific conditions. Maybe that's why they didn't uh, give you yeah, a trial. If I, it, yeah, if I go to a judge, shouldn't like, oh, my condition is so horrible. What's so horrible about them, uh, George asks, and uh, I go, I don't want to tell you. I think the judge will just look at me and tell me to get the fuck on. <laughs> it says the appeals court also rejected her request for bail uh, once, uh, oh, no. oh, thrice before, uh, <laughs> right, uh, the this time, Maxwell said, as a U.S. citizen, she would agree to a 24-hour armed guard and electronic bracelet and renounce her citizenship to England and France, which she did that before. But now she's saying I'd right. be willing to go under armed guard and all this stuff, I guess. Yeah, I think she needs an armed guard to keep people away from her. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> well, that's why I think the inhumane conditions is all the time they have to keep checking on her and keeping her away mm-hmm. from everybody else and like she's probably totally basically like uh se- segregated off from the rest of the jail is my guess because they don't want her congregating with other uh, the other criminals because what what are the chances one of them shanks her so is it okay that i don't really feel sad for her is that okay uh i don't feel sad for her i feel like this is probably a little over the top from the lawyers but and sure. if she is being mistreated by jail, like, prison guards, which I can see happening, because prison, like, notoriously prison guards are known to uh, be bad at, in certain jails, uh, I, yeah. I, can fe- I could feel bad for her in that scenario. She should, uh, they should move her to Shawshank. I don't even think that exists anymore, but sure. Me neither. Maybe the Green Mile. Uh... Do you want to talk a little about artwork? 
Fro's like, I don't want to say this guy's name. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know how to say it either. I think it's I Weiwei? I Weiwei? Weiwei. I Weiwei. Uh, an artist. Uh, this guy's a fairly famous U- UK artist. Uh, he's a Chinese dissident, an artist, and activist. Uh, he's said to have a piece for the great big art, art exhibition uh, featured... This, his, this image featured an image of a treadmill. Uh, he has accused organizers of a large UK art exhibition of rejecting his artwork for the show because the piece addressed the imprisonment of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Uh, oh, how dare he. The treadmill, which Assange used while seeking asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy... Uh, so, yeah, that that's where... like It was a postcard. I guess the whole idea of this thing was it was... It was an art installation idea where you could create a small piece of art that people around the country could get and put in the window of their house during the lockdown to be like, hey, I'm representing this thing or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was a way to like kind of bring the country together. Um, he said in a response video that it made no sense to him uh, the reasons they gave him for not allowing him in, and he believes that it was... Uh, he wrote, I think it, the reason is related to Assange, which has been incarcerated in Belmarsh Prison since April 11th, 2019. They don't want to touch a topic like Assange, but in a statement, Sally Shaw, the director of First Sight, uh, repeated the reason, saying, I must assure you sincerely that this in no way is a reflection on our appreciation of the idea itself, which is remarkable and profound, and equally, uh, it's not we equally have esteem for Weiwei's work, so that doesn't really answer why they did it, I guess. I, um, yeah. It's uh, probably because... I, they, mean, I guess they said yeah. he didn't get it in in time, but he said mm-hmm. uh, this makes no sense because no deadline was given for delivery of artwork. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, do you know who Camila Cabello is? Say that name again? Camila Cabello? No. Sounds like a... Does, sounds like a made-up character, but... No, it's not. She's a singer. She has this, this song. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I've heard that song yes. before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Every time we have this uh, uh, news about the Havana syndrome, I think of that song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is just a follow-up to something we talked about, that they were going to pass legislation that would provide Mm -hmm. uh, money for officials who were suffering from Havana syndrome. Uh, But it says here, the U.S. Senate on Monday voted unanimously to pass this legislation, uh, which would provide additional resources for these officials... uh, suffering from a mysterious set of symptoms that first affected federal employees stationed in Cuba in 2016. Uh, mm. This bipartisan bill, bill labeled Helping American Victims Afflicted by Neurological Attacks, or <laughs> Havana. See what they did there, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do see what they did there, bro. The uh, act would f- authorize financial mm. support for these U.S. officials reporting related symptoms. Okay. 
It's good that they are getting money, I guess. I, I We're going to keep following this because it's just... Oh, yeah. It's... We followed this in 2016, and to see from them yep. denying it and saying that it was crickets to them literally giving money to people and saying, hey, this is happening and we're going to help you fix it, uh, the denial mm-hmm. to the complete 180 turnaround is interesting to me. I I could not agree more. Um, do you like sinkholes? Uh, no, they terrify me. Doesn't that terrify you? I think more people, yeah. if they thought about the fact that the Earth can just open up underneath you at any point, like right now, uh, you wouldn't mm. be as... You know that confident, the overly confident friend that's like so confident it, it edges on douchebag? There's like, like this line of confidence where it goes from being just, you know, confident, which is good to be confident, and then you pass that line and it mm. goes straight into douchebag. If those people mm. thought about the fact that at any point a sinkhole could open up underneath them, I don't think they'd be as confident in their everyday life. <laughs> yeah. I know some people like that. Uh, but yeah, I've seen this video of uh, in Jerusalem uh, that uh, it, uh, a sinkhole it was like, nom nom, I, I want some cars. <laughs> Yeah, let's play this. Uh, I actually haven't seen it all the way through. So give me a countdown. In uh, three, two, one, play. Okay. This is from a camera. Yeah, it's a parking lot, and the the concrete just just opens up and eats a white car there. White car going down. Mm -hmm. Another white car. That was like an SUV. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Actually, why does everybody have a white or gray car in this parking lot? Look at that. Everybody except for that one red car. This guy is like the total oddball. (laughs) (laughs) That's massive. Probably. Wow. That sinkhole is big. Getting an overhead shot from like a, either a drone or a helicopter or one or the other. I mean, it it is, uh, I've seen sinkholes, uh, not very common in Norway. I don't even know if we have. I, I don't. Have I don't think it's common anywhere. I think it's just a random, you know, thing that just happens. Just it could just happen mm. anywhere, just randomly. I don't know if it has to do with tech, like where the tectonic plates are, like as far as like fault lines and things. If that's where sinkholes happen, I have no idea about mm-hmm. sinkholes. Actually, that'd be interesting to kind of look up. Have I ever in- introduced you to Emma? No. Emma is very nice. Uh, she's my new girlfriend. Uh, do you know why? Why? Because she can blow. TV round. All right, let's talk about some TV shows this week. Uh, I guess, why don't you start from? Sure, I will begin with the most, uh, according to people online, controversial season of America's Got Talent. Controversial? Okay. Do you know why America's Got Talent is so controversial this year? (laughs) Somebody actually had talent. (laughs) That would be controversial. (laughs) Right. Uh, You're not allowed on this show. (laughs) What? 
You can sing? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so how this was filmed was with limited people, okay? Sure. And they use old shots from season past of people like standing up. Uh, oh, old, cra- uh, old crowd shots, like B roll. Yeah, yes. Okay. For ovations and things like that. Uh, so it looks extremely fucking fake. Even more than it does usually. Oh, really? Like, yes, I, because, like... A lot like, of the games, example, a lot like, of these game shows, they're doing that. That that Cherry's Wild show we we watched, that was all done with CG, mm-hmm. on CG audience. It wasn't even real people. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, uh, so I saw the first two seasons of, uh, two, sorry. Two, two episodes, episodes yeah. Six, 16. Um... Yeah, no, it feels extremely fake. Um, I will give it a three. Uh, another shit thing I saw because you recommended it to me is Small Fortune. Uh, oh, yeah. So, to explain people what it is, it is... I had, hard, I had such a hard time explaining this last week, so hopefully yes. you do better than me. <laughs> so, it's uh, gone in 60 seconds uh, miniature version like i they do tasks uh and they do it in miniature for example the first task they have is uh flip something in the oval office into a uh, bin ban but it's very miniature very very mature i i think it's kind of funny this first episode at least because uh they are very shit in the beginning and uh, to spoil something, they win uh, a, a lot of money in the ending. But I think the last task is maybe the most easy one. I was like, this seems a little unbalanced. Well, the thing about the last one is that there's three separate tasks, where all sure. the other ones, there's only one task. So I think that's what makes it more that. more difficult. I, all right. At least I think that's what they think makes it more difficult, but it... But mm. it's not. Right, the tasks seem easier than the other ones, but there's yeah, three of yeah. them instead of one, and it's timed. So you got to consider like you're you're thinking, oh, how much more t- how much more time do I have? I guess sure. the only interesting thing to sure. me in this was the the models. Everything else was terrible. Oh yeah, very very good models. Uh, but yeah, no, I give it two point five. Uh, I saw something on Netflix called High on the Hog. Uh, what was the how African American cuisine transformed Ameri- America is what it was called. I've seen this on my Netflix. I was like, eh, not my kind of thing. It's based on a book. Uh, so this guy oh. Stephen Satterfield, uh, is, who's a food writer, wrote a book, and then they did a. It's it's a reality cooking show, kind of like Anthony Bourdain, where he travels to different places, but in Africa seeking out food that's specifically kind of translated into American cuisine, right? If that makes sense. Uh, I don't really like Anthony Bourdain. I didn't like his... Well, I didn't like his show. Uh, rest in peace, I guess. Uh, and I, I don't really like right. this show because it's the same premise, uh, just kind of with a different host. Um, some of the stuff is interesting to find out, like, okay, this cuisine from this specific place in Africa ended up becoming this dish in America, like mac and cheese, uh, is like, uh, apparently 
from like originated from like a uh, a dish that was kind of different uh and then became mac and cheese over time that whole thing is very interesting um overall it's a little dry i give it a five i'm gonna put it right in the middle cool i don't think i will see it uh, yeah, I think it's probably one you can skip over. It's not terrible, it's not great, so... Yeah. I don't like Anthony Bourdain either, so... Uh, do you remember the TV show Why Women Kill? Yes. Uh, it has come Lucy Liu, right? It... Sorry? With Lucy Liu? Yes, yeah. in season one, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is season two uh, of ah. Why Women Kill. Uh, came out uh, last week, I think. Uh, I have uh, seen two episodes of it. It is very much better than season one. Uh, I will say that because it's one main story. In the first season, it was uh, three timelines and kind of like hard to keep uh, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I, I like the humor. Uh, if you liked season one, I think you will like this better because it is better. Uh, I will not spoil what it's more or less about, but yeah, it's like about women that kills. That is more or less the concept of the, the show. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, second season. I will give it a seven. Okay, uh, I saw something on Peacock. Uh, Peacock? We Are Lady Parts. Did you see that? I think you already saw this. Yes, I did. Um, it's about a engineering student who is a, like a guitar teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. who her parent, She's Muslim, and her parents are trying to get her married to a Muslim man. And so they're, at least at the very beginning of this first episode, they're... Uh, What's a good word for it? Uh, trying to hook her up. What's what's the word where you... Arranged marriage. That's what it is. Yes. Um, they're trying to get an arranged marriage set up, and she's like... She wants it, but she doesn't want to be with the very... Their, the person that they want her to be with, and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. and then we meet a all-female Muslim punk band? It's like a feminist <laughs> punk band that is... They're all Muslim, right? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I enjoy this punk music, yeah. I fast-forwarded through, because this is, a, this had parts where I was like, okay, I don't, this is unnecessary to yeah. the plot line, you're just singing in your closet <laughs> for no reason right now, I'm just going to fast-forward. Uh, uh, which is funny, because... Uh, lo- love that in the shows. The, it's funny, because I, in, in the movie round, I'll talk about a movie I saw that actually it did it correctly okay so um but yeah this oh, the whole thing's kind of cool it's very uh nbc tv show like standard network kind of sitcom thing happening but i do like mm. the characters that are the punk band the four characters uh mm. each character is totally different from each other instead of it like them mm-hmm. being very stereotypical punk rockers or whatever they're they're all very different mm-hmm. from that idea uh, right, and then she, at some point, hooks up with them and uh, wants to. They want her to join the band. She doesn't want to join the band because she has what stage fright. Oh, because she yeah. If she goes on stage, she's gonna vomit everywhere. That's the joke. Um, yeah, I gave this. What did I give this? I gave it a four point five. I thought it was in the middle, yeah. but like, 
still very standard network TV, so. It is very standard. Uh, I I think I gave it a 5.5. I saw Court Cam Presents Under Oath this week. What? Uh, Yes. Okay. Court Cam. If you. Court Cam. Oh, Cam. Okay. I thought it was, I thought you said court yeah. camp. And I was like, is this where they, like, oh. all the judges go for the summer? They're all hanging out in their robes, like, playing badminton? No, no. Badminton and going court- sitting by the pool? So court camp is this show where you can see people try, like, short, uh, like, uh, for example, prisoner trying to escape, uh, judge giving, recognizing someone they haven't seen in ten years, like, that kind of show. Uh, is court cam okay? Okay, but this is court cam presents under oath, uh, where it is one of the most boring things I have ever seen in my entire life. That's saying something. Uh, this is getting a one, by the way, if you're wondering. Uh, so I've seen two episodes of this and I am fucking out. It is hosted by Dan Abrams, that is maybe one of the most boring people in the entire universe. So this is like, okay, this is the premise. Okay, let's say you're you're a murderer, and they follow you because, guess what, you're taking the oath. See what they did there? So they're following a person that has maybe done this crime, or mm-hmm. maybe not. Right. And we, we said their t- testimony under oath. It is so fucking boring. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'll be watching that one um, anytime soon. Snore. This one you might want to check out, but it had a little bit of some snore moments also. Uh, debunking Bull Rat on Amazon. Yeah, I see this. You saw this? Okay. Uh, the first episode of this, uh, it was based... The whole thing's based on his last movie, which was Borat, the, un, the subsequent movie, right? Was what it was called. Right. In that movie, there was a scene, or a bunch of scenes, I guess, with these two redneck guys who he was staying with during lockdown. You've seen mm. the clip... Everybody's seen the clip of Borat doing the song in Washington State in front of the crowd of... Uh, I don't want to say Trump supporters, anti-lockdown protesters. Uh, and this show follows those two guys a little more closely. Like, we got some unseen footage of these two guys in that first episode that we didn't see in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. That was um, very fun. And the first episode, they kind of tried to make it feel like a reality show because that's what those mm. two guys actually thought it was uh, originally was that they were filming for a reality show with this guy from another country. Um, And so after that, every episode after that is taking the ideas that these guys told Borat, the conspiracy theories like uh, the elites are drinking baby blood or uh, what's Hillary Clinton killed Seth Rich or all these conspiracy theories, and they go through and debunk them. Each episode, the debunking episodes are, what, 10 minutes each? They're not like... Yeah. long. Uh, but, but they're interesting, and then in the very last episode, uh, the two guys uh, Skype or FaceTime with Hillary Clinton, which was kind of funny. That was very funny. Yeah, uh, uh, what did you give it? Well, what did you think of it first? 
Uh, I liked it. I, I very much uh, liked the first episode the best. Uh, that was more or less like an extended cut of my favorite scene in the movie. So right, very fun, fun to see. Uh, I, I wanted it I to be. I wanted it to keep going. Right. It, it, yes. But it was okay. clear they just did that because they had that footage, extra footage, and they're like, "Hey, we can make something out of this." Um, yeah. I just wish they would have had four more hours of footage to play yeah. with. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I give it a... Um, I give it a six. Yeah, I really give it a six. Uh, I saw the only thing worth uh, watching on Apple TV this week. Uh, I saw the two first episodes of Lee Lisey's story. Sorry. I have always trouble saying it. It is my second favorite Stephen King novel. Uh, finally, it is filmatized uh, on Apple TV uh, with uh, Julian Moore in, uh, and Clive Owens in oh. uh, two of the leading uh, roles. Right. And both of them are fucking amazeballs. Uh, but I, I must say that Dane DeHaan, that plays the villain in this uh, TV show. Okay. Uh, that's spoiling anything, by the way. Is one of the most creepy villains I have ever seen in any show. Ah. This is ama- amazing. Very bloody, very, very uh, more. It's very, uh, it's very uh, Stephen King. It's very cool. I loved it. I give the two first episodes a nine. Okay, well, we're going from one type of show completely to the opposite side of the planet of TV shows right now to Vanderpump mm-hmm. Dogs, bro. <laughs> I'm so happy to get sold there. Lisa Vanderpump uh, has another television. How many television yep. shows does How one woman need? <laughs> They might as well just make a, the Lisa Vanderpump Network at this point because uh, she has enough TV shows to fill up an entire block of programming. You know what I mean? I am, I am so happy that you saw this because I saw this came out and I was like, oh my god, I hope Luke has seen this. I actually watched it this morning uh, before we did the podcast because it didn't come out last <laughs> night until like two in the morning and I had already gone to bed. So right. and it was only twenty yeah. minutes long, so it was easy to yeah yeah easy to watch before yeah, the, the show. Very easy watch, but holy shit, what a shit show. It's just a crappy reality show about rescuing dogs. It's just Lisa Vanderpump yeah. is... So, she talks like a, a socialite, you know, <laughs> that fake... Like this... She's got that yeah. dialect that isn't real. Like, there's no country in the yeah. world that actually has a dialect like that. It's like that weird old... Um, it's not the same... Like, her dialect is that socialite dialect, but it's like those mm-hmm. 1950s news reporters who had that weird dialect that doesn't exist anywhere. Yes. She has a yeah. similar kind of sensibility of her talking. It's like, <laughs> who do, who talks like this except for in movies and stuff? I don't know. Um, oh. It's about her rescuing dogs, so that's good. She rescues dogs oh, yeah. and then finds permanent homes for them. Uh in a way that it seems like she cannot possibly be making any money off of this, so I'm sure it's all for charity. <laughs> but at the same time, she's got to be losing a ton of money that could be spent on actually just 
you know, giving dogs homes, you know, like renting know. out this giant yeah. thing and giving them all, what did she call it, Vanderfluffs and all this stuff. It's like, mm -hmm. you, instead of spending money on like manic, like uh, all this manicuring crap and like th all these people to do, um, what did she call it, marshmallow poofs? Uh, maybe mm -hmm. just give that money to an actual shelter that could help other dogs too. You know what I mean? It's... It's good what she's doing, but she's doing it in a not-so-good way, in my opinion. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with her. Yeah. And it's also that uh, uh, she talks a little like uh, uh, she's very rich, and it comes very, like, it comes very, like, uh, yeah, it doesn't put her in a good life, the way she's talking, you know. It's just like, ugh. There was ugh, one point up. where they brought in a couple to check out some dogs to see if there was one that they had that they wanted to connect with. And she said, oh, well, mm. we have a play area because they found one that they thought was cool. You can go and hang out with the dog for an hour or whatever and just get to know each other and see if you actually like it. And they cut away to her in, like, you know, the uh, interview chair. And she's like, sometimes you need a little f foreplay before you really commit. And I'm like, you're talking about a dog right now. Are, did you just make a bestiality joke, Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> yeah, no, I gave this show a three. Uh, so did I. Wow, we're on point. I mean, it, uh, it could have been worse. Yeah. It, like, it, it would have gone down to a 2, 2.5 if there would have been, like, weird audio stuff, but... They, the production yeah. was pretty okay. I watched a low-key on the Disney Plus channel, Luke. Oh, great. Okay. I'm sure you really, really want to watch this Disney Plus thing that is about the villain Loki. Uh, I will give it this. It is probably the best Marvel TV show out there. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I like it in that way. But it's very pumped up. It's very like it. It. it, it Hype, uh, hyped goes... up. Sorry. Hyped up. You mean not pumped up? Yeah. Hi. Hyped, yeah, up. hyped okay. up. Okay. Yeah. I, I meant hyped up. Yes. So it goes directly from the events of like Avengers Endgame, and if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, you will feel a lost in the beginning because I definitely felt a little lost in the beginning. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is 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 uh, uh, very good as uh, uh, Loki. I like him. He's a good villain. Uh, I will give this show a six point five. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some. Oh, this is the last thing I saw. I don't know if you saw anything else, but the uh, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, starring what Will Forte's in it for a little bit, I guess. But yeah, the main character is this kid, kid named Christian Covery is the main character who plays Sweet Tooth. It's about a boy who's half human, half deer. That uh, let's see, how do I say this without? Um, I don't want to say anything about Will Forte's character, really. Uh, <laughs> they're in like a post post apocalyptic world where. Um, mutant creatures are considered evil by the rest of the human population. So this kid yeah. who's half deer, half human, him and Will Forte are hiding in the woods so that the uh, humans don't try to kill the kid. Right. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the best. I don't really want to go anywhere from there to, cause I don't want to spoil anything. 
but it's a good look. I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was good. Um, it is. I yeah. I only saw three episodes so far. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. We'll see if I watch more or not. I'm not. I'm not totally committed to watching more, but it kind of made me think of Hannah, except in a different yes. way. Like it was. Yes. Uh, it was like Netflix saw Amazon's Hannah and went, we can kind of do that, but make it, give it a sci-fi twist a little. M- well, I guess Hannah had a sci-fi twist too, because she had special powers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so they're almost the same show. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I very much liked it. Uh, I, I have only seen two episodes, but I will definitely see more. Okay, cool. Um so, anything else? Yeah. Uh, what uh, did you give this as a number? Oh, uh, did I not? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. 6.5. Oh, I gave it a 6. Uh, the last show I saw was Scenes of the City. Uh, this is a documentary uh, about uh, uh, different cities and uh, how they are built up and things like that. I've seen two episodes. I'm definitely out of it. Uh, I give it a three. It's super boring. Very contrite. Uh, that is more or less what I have to say about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. The other thing we saw, Panic, episode two. Yeah, what uh, is that about? Second episode is called Heights. Uh, good name for this, I guess. 23 players are in, yeah, and the st- stakes are high. Literally. <laughs> See, yeah, uh-huh. you just said that. Panic's second challenge takes the players sky high, even as the game attracts the attention of the sheriff and his deputies, who are dead set on stopping it. The new kid's odds are looking up until a bit of a surprise sabotage is put on him. Okay. Yeah. I like this uh, episode better than the last one. Uh, I will say that. This is the first episode we didn't sit together because I've been gone from home. Right. Uh, so um, it was. Uh, I felt that it was uh, more boring to see it without you because we make fun of things. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it it is very yeah. It is very uh, young adult. But what I liked about this episode is maybe the police stuff, like the love stuff in the background that I am 110% sure that it will come back in Barter and things like that. Right. I, I, I'm going to say something maybe a little controversial. I think the weakest part of this show is the main character. I can see I don't that. like her. Yeah, I don't like her. And I think that uh, a big part of us is supposed to like her, okay, because she's she's poor and she has a terrible home and right. We, she needs and, the money and, and she's supposed like, to be like a badass kind of right. Yeah, but I I, I just feel like she's like I, I, I here's yeah, what I, I think don't... I understand what you're saying and I totally agree, but I think the thing mm. that maybe. Uh, you're you're feeling that from that you don't even realize is the the game itself is that this yeah. show is portraying the teenagers like we're supposed to be on their side and being like yeah. uh, happy that the police didn't catch them before the game happened right but in my mind I'm mm-hmm. going 
somebody stop these kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, and maybe that's a generational thing. We're just too old at this point to like mm-hmm. connect with the teenager mentality of like, oh, run away from the cops and that's cool kind of thing. Um, yeah. When doing also, incredibly deadly things. Also, I find that the rule about them not like uh, being allowed to film or take pictures with their cell phone very contrite and very stupid. I think that's one of the things that I, I, I like least about the show, especially this episode. Well, yeah, because the. Uh... Uh, well, they kind of explained it in the first episode that they go around and take everybody's did, cell yeah. phone. But um, the other thing that the clues in this was the mm. thing that made me go, how did everybody find out where to go that <laughs> night? Yeah, yeah. Because they never explained how everybody figured right. out the clues. They even they didn't even explain how the main character figured out the clue. She right. was just yeah. in the place, and then they show the phone number thing, and then they cut to the police station, and then we never they never explain how she decoded that at all. Um, unless I missed it, but I didn't. I don't think I did. Uh, right. But I, we st- I still like this show, but I think other people think, may yeah. not like it in the same way that a lot of people didn't like the 100, which me and you liked right. a lot of the first seasons of the 100, which is also very yeah, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. the same way about this. Is it's got that same kind of feeling to it that like uh, it's got a mystery. I want to find out what happens next. Uh, I want to see mm-hmm. how they get caught if they get caught. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the the police parts are kind of the most interesting parts of the show. Yeah, and and, and I, I I feel especially I feel like it, uh, the love story of of the the girl and the new guy. It's like, I know they are getting together. Just, like, get over with it. I already know it. <laughs> right. It's like, get... <laughs> it is so trite. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't have a show, because will they uh, do it uh, is kind of, like, a part of the show. Anyway. I think another uh, thing that's... Ex- sorry. And I think one more thing that's yeah. exciting about this is, like, each episode, we're just kind of waiting for somebody in, in this game to die, right? And mm-hmm. they keep teasing it, and they're going to keep teasing it. It's just like, which episode is it going to happen? So that keeps mm-hmm. it exciting as well. Okay, uh, let's talk about another show that we really, really, really love, Luke. Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, I'm so sad because it's done at uh, Netflix. Aren't you sad, Luke? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh... It so got good. canceled pretty much. It said Jupiter's Legacy gets canceled four weeks after its premiere. Um, <laughs> Wonder why. Netflix does not share audience figures regularly for its titles. The series uh, earned mostly negative reviews, though, including from us. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was a shit show. That's why. Well, we didn't gonna... finish it, uh, which we didn't. No. We were we thought about it obviously because we did it for the show but it says the cancellation yeah. will come as a surprise to audiences who finished the first season nope. which we didn't but the apparently yeah. the first season ends with a cliffhanger teasing much more to come bro. so okay. oops <laughs> oopsie maybe they shouldn't have done that because it's a shit show oh it says but the guy who created it miller is launching a comic book on june 16th to wrap the story up at the uh, comes after the 
after the television okay. show. Okay. That's good, then. Sure, but how many people translate, like, watching a television show on Netflix they randomly found, and then they're going to go buy a comic book series? I don't think that translates as well as they think it does. That is true. Uh, hey, uh, WWE has uh, still not gone on the road because of the r- Rona. Uh, now they're seeking assistance following a theft in the Thunderdome. Uh, yeah, there was a media alert on Twitter by the local police department uh, who needed help identifying a suspect uh, in grand theft after ale- at, after somebody allegedly removed items that belonged to the WWE from the Yuling Center. So we don't even know what was stolen or anything. It's just they're looking oh. for this guy in this Twitter post. Uh, that's it. I saw someone joke about it's probably the 24th title. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, that would make sense, I guess. Mm. Uh, do you like Ellie Kemper? I love Ellie Kemper, by the way. Uh, she's fine. I mean... Yeah. She's a fairly good comedic actress. I wouldn't say she's, like, a amazing any other kind of actress. I've never seen her in anything that wasn't a comedy, so... Right. Uh, she has uh, been in a little controversy... I have never, ever heard about the Wailed Prophet Ball in my entire life. I remember seeing a, a thing about it in a documentary that was about something else. It, it was uh, something yeah. about, it was like a documentary about racism, and then they talked about this mm. Veiled Ball in that as like, pointing out, hey, hey, there's this racist thing called the Veiled Ball, right. So why is she apologizing for it? Uh, she was apparently involved in this in the past. Um, yeah, I'm not. I get. My guess is she was one of the the women. She was who one were, of the yeah, one of the women. Yeah. Right. Okay. So people found out about this. Uh, we're not very happy about it. Uh, Kemper acknowledged the controversy last week, writing Monday, century-old or or. With a century-old organization that hosted a debutante ball that has unquestionable racist, sexist, and elitist past, I was not aware of its history at the time, but ignorance is no excuse. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. So, she's she's not... she At least she's uh, owning up to it and saying, like, listen, I was a young girl, I didn't know any better. Mm. And I honestly, I'll, I'll give her that. Uh, I saw the most expensive hug this weekend. <laughs> right. Yeah, because Logan Paul and Flame Mayweather really, really, really loves each other. That's uh, more or less what I think. Because I have never seen two people hug as much as those people did. When we first announced it, I told you that Mayweather is a defensive boxer. He's not a knockout guy. Mm. And you were like, I think he'll get knocked out in the first round. I'm like, Mayweather doesn't knock people out. <laughs> That's, uh, I think a lot of people didn't understand that about it. Um, right. But it also is kind of funny because when Floyd hits Logan, one of the few times actually Floyd hits him, uh, it looks like Floyd is keeping him up. Well, uh, it's an it was an exhibition fight, and they didn't right. really promote it as an exhibition fight. They promoted it like it was going to be a real fight, and in, in an yeah. exhibition, you don't go and try to knock the person out. 
so that's why people were obviously extremely disappointed when they got to watch this because most people paid for this because they wanted to see Floyd May- Mayweather punch Logan Paul in the face multiple times. That's mm-hmm. why people paid for it because everybody hates Logan Paul. Uh, and when it turned out that it was just an exhibition and it wasn't actually even a real fight, people were very upset. Yeah, I I, I saw his after interview when he's like, oh, I went eight rounds with uh, Floyd Mayweather. And I thought to myself, yeah, if this was a real fight, you would have lasted eight fucking uh, rounds. I am 100% sure. Cough, cough. Yeah, no. Uh, this was all just for money, and uh, I feel bad for people who actually paid to see this, right? Oh, definitely. Right, especially people who got tricked into thinking it was going to be a real fight. I never, I guess, thought it was going to be a, a real actual fight, so. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. That is our email address. Another citizen. Uh, um, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know the name of our own podcast. Uh, another digital citizen <laughs> at gmail.com. Another citizen digital at gmail.com. Try that. That would be funny. Yeah, go to Podcast ADC on Twitter, or you could ch- check out our Facebook uh, at the same thing that Fro said. Just to be not confusing. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Rolling Stones and Tom Jones, uh, you, you know, they're on the same level, uh, call from st- for streaming reforms. Why are they doing that? Uh, they are among 234 signatures. Oh, among the 234 signatures are also Sir Paul McCarthy, Van Morrison, and the estate of Joe Strummer. Um the Rolling Stones and Sir Tom Jones are among artists who have written to Prime Minister saying the law has not kept up with the pace of technological change when calculating payment. Okay. So they're, they want to get paid more for the like online streaming of their audio or their any of their songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, movies. Have you seen any mo- movies? Uh, yeah, I saw Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. From oh yeah, I, I've heard about this. I went into this going, this could be terrible. It could be kind of stupid. Uh, I probably won't like it. And I actually had a lot of fun with this movie, to be honest. Uh, okay, it feels very Austin Powers kind of any kind of like Lauren Michael SNL film. You know, like, like, yeah. but it kind of has an Austin Powers, like, crime thing going on with it, uh, starring uh, Kristen Wiig. Uh, it's got a bunch of other people you would have heard of it in it. Um, it's a comedy. Let's see, it's got 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's about, about two women who lose their job, and they're very middle, just char- character characteristic middle-aged women or maybe stereotypical is a better word middle-aged women uh who lose their job and then they lose their friends and they they don't know what to do with their life and they meet up with this lady and she's like oh i just got back from vista del mar and she looks all tan and she looks all happy so they're like oh let's go there uh so and uh hijinks ensue i guess is the best way to put it uh I give it... What did I give this? I have no idea. Um, 
give it a seven. Uh, I think it's oh oh six point five seven. Uh, I'll give it a six point five. It's okay. Not like it's not a f- film you're going into and going. Oh, this is going to be a masterpiece. This is not going to be a, a Academy Award nominee or anything. And it's not also good. It's not going to be terrible, but it's stupid. On it's a movie where I went into it thinking this was going to be incredibly bad and stupid and it was mm-hmm. but it was stupid and bad on purpose if that makes sense cool right other than I saw uh, Bo Burnham's Inside again with my dad and he loved it mm-hmm. I saw a movie called Miranda Wheel Miranda uh, Wheel okay. Miranda Wheel yeah that is her name uh, it is about this uh, a very aspiring serial killer called CERN who uh, <laughs> abducts uh, his uh, first uh, victim, Miranda, and uh, both of them are very shocked when they find out she's not able to die. Oh, okay. <laughs> that yes, sounds interesting. That is, uh, that is the concept of this uh, movie. Um, it is very indie. It's a uh, mystery fantasy horror. I think you will like it. I don't know if you will like it. Like it, I like it. Uh, I will give it an eight, eight point five maybe. Oh wow, uh, that's higher than I thought you were going for a movie yeah, I've never I, even I, heard of. I I I saw this on somebody's list ah. uh, over. Over movies I should have seen, oh, cool. uh, and uh, and I was like, okay, never heard of this movie. Uh, I looked up the trailer. The trailer looks interesting enough, and I I just watched it. It's directed and written by Levin Garbish. Never heard of. Okay. Any of the people never heard of the movie. Yeah, and it's only one hour and 44 minutes, so it's not, like, long either. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, let's check out a trailer here for a movie. Uh, Hero Mode. It's your game, Ben? Already started a new one. My name's Troy Mayfield. I love making video games. My mom and dad started a gaming company, and all I've ever wanted to do is work there. Zack and Cody! Oh. Okay. I was expecting this to be a superhero movie for some reason. Yeah, me too. Unless maybe he goes into the video game and he becomes a superhero. Oh, Sean Austin. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you might be interested in... Mira Sorvino. Oh my god, she's old. Happy jobs here for any of your employees, of course. She still looks good. I was so in love with her. Oh, really? Everyone out there has been oh, yeah. weeks to try and What's this? The, the, what's this girl's name? The one in the front. That's no, not now. Oh, I like him. Locke from Lost. Yeah. It's got a bunch of people we know in it. Oh, they are in the video game. Think and work on my own. Uh, They're just gonna slow me down. 
No, I think that was just a dream or something. I have my own family now. The longer we let Gandalf lead us, the greater chance is we're gonna lose everything. Everyone's falling so far behind. I've never seen you ask for help. We need to find This looks very distant. It does look like a decom. Yeah. Yeah. She's very cute, the uh, girl. Asking us? Yeah, we're all playfield games, right? Let's show the world what we can do. I, for one, never doubted you. I doubted you 100%. Turn it up. <laughs> BRB. LOL. Oh my god. Yeah, that guy. Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead. Now, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Hero mode? Oh, this has Bobby Lee in it, too, according to this thing. Wow, a lot of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, a teenage coding genius has just 30 days to create the world's greatest video game or his family loses everything. Uh, directed by AJ Tesler. Uh, yeah, 9.5 out of 10 on IMDb? What? <laughs> that can't... What? Yeah. Okay. 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, 46% on Metacritic. 99.5 out of 10 on IMDb. That seems that wrong. That seems very high. Right. Yeah. Uh, David A. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes gave it five stars. Fun movie, great for the kids, especially young gamers or coders. My 10 years old loved it and walked away asking if we could sign him up for a coding camp next summer. Okay, cool. That even uh, makes it sound more uh, like a, a a Disney, Disney. film, yeah. Yes. Uh, five stars from Elizabeth W. We took our, our whole family out, and we really enjoyed this movie. Great plot, great acting, and fun to peek into uh, the gaming world. I highly recommend it. The gaming world? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I saw that in this trailer. Okay. I'm, well, we didn't see the movie, but then, yeah. The, yeah, the trailer, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's only four reviews on IMDb, so, but those four reviews are all probably really good. Apparently, if it's got a 9.5, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, one of oh. them's from Common Sense Media. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. see. I got them from the. Oh, I got one. One from IMDb, actually. Two from IMDb. Okay. 10 out of 10. Great movie for all ages. Uh, Charles Gander says, awesome movie with great acting from the lead. Besides Geeds, who will focus on the accuracy of... Uh, oh, probably he probably means geeks. Pro but he wrote Geeds. Besides Geeds, who will focus on the accuracy of the coding scenes, the movie is great. <laughs> uplifting to watch for the whole family. Uh, and then I got another one that I don't even remember where I got this from. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes from Roger Moore. He says, Hero Mode is so hollow, fake, and lame that it's hard to imagine the intended demographics caring. A few clever jokes inside jokes about the gaming industry don't make for a good movie. Two out of five. Hmm. Is it okay that I say I really, really, really don't want to see this movie? It's it, terrible. It, I wouldn't say it looks terrible, but it doesn't look like anything I'd ever get go out of my way. Or even if I just saw it, like 
on Netflix or Amazon and it was just there to watch, I don't know if I'd watch it. Mm. <laughs> right. Undying uh, comes out this week. A woman works as a historian who specializes in the urban development of modern Berlin. Uh, when the man she loves betrays her. Jesus Christ, what is it with me today? Uh, she must kill him ooh, and return to the water in remain of the accident Miss of Undyne. Never heard of that. It's a German film. Uh, 87 on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5 on IMDb, 75% on Metacritics, and hee hee uh, Google uh, users liked it for 69%. That is funny. <laughs> uh, all Light Everywhere. Uh, filmmaker Theo Anthony offers a far-ranging look at the biases and how people see things focus, focusing on the recorded image. Okay. Uh, documentary. Uh, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. 74% on Metacritic. Uh... Under Stadium Light, after a crushing defeat ended their prior season, everyone counted the Appaline Eagles out of their uh, title contentions, facing doubts and personal challenges both on, on and on the field. It takes the guidance of their team captain and surveillance <laughs> surrogate father figure for the players to realize they can achieve what they have they have to stay united. Jesus Christ, I can't read today. Todd Randall has directed this. No, that's not what I was laughing at, but... Oh, 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Holy shit, 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. And 28% on Metacritics. 58% of Google's users like this movie. I was just laughing because of how generic and, like, how just how generic that movie sounded from the description and how <laughs> many other films I've seen that had that exact yeah. same plot line. It just made oh, me go yeah, yeah. every time like you finish this one sentence and then I had to giggle because you started another sentence and I already knew what the sentence was going to be. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Uh, what's next? Uh, Gully. Uh, a three friends from rough Los Angeles neighborhood embark on a wild night of out-of-control partying when the rampage stops, the retribution begins, directed by Nabil Elderkin, uh, starring Kevin Harrison Jr., Jacob Latimore, oh, Terrence Howard, Terrence Howard's in it, uh, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, 1.2 out of 10 on IMDb, holy crap, those are some bad scores, 13% of Google users even like this film. Yeah. Uh, also coming out, Spirit Untamed. Is that a follow-up to Spirit? I believe so, yeah. Uh, after moving into the sleepy town, young Lucky Prescott, oh yeah, befriends a wild Mustang named Spirit, who shared her bellbird spirit, when a heartless wrangler plans to capture Spirit and he and his herd. Lucky and her new friend embark on the adventure of a lifetime to rescue the horse that forever changed her life. Uh, Jake Jolenhold has some voices and things like that. 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
48% of Metacritics and 79% of Google users like the movie. If you add up to IMDb and the Rotten Tomato score, it got 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's how that, that works, how right? It works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. It's so funny. This was a joke between some friend of mine when we were kids. Like, if you did something bad and your parents caught you, you'd be just like, the devil made me do it. I don't know. Uh, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren take one of their most sensational cases of their career after a cop stumbles upon a dazed and bloodied man walking down the road. Accused of murder, the suspect claims demonic possession as his defense, forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry unlike anything they've seen before. Let's see. Star, or directed by Michael Chavs, starring Patrick Wilson and Vera F Farmiga? I don't know how to yeah, say it. Yeah, Vera Farmiga. Yes. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 59% on written, Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, 93% of Google users liked it. Yeah, I have it on my list of movies I want to see. I I like the three first Conjuring movies. So I I'm think I saw it. the first one. I don't think I saw the other ones. Uh, but no, this, this is the third. Oh, this is the third. Yeah, the two right. first are amazing. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think there were three un or yeah untamed movies now. Uh, sure. We were going to cover a movie we... called Samaritan this week, Fro. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, and we had said at the end of the show last week, and it apparently, ha this is like an action movie with like Sylvester Stallone and stuff in it. Okay. It's apparently a big, it's got Sylvester Stallone, uh, Javen Walton. Uh, yeah. But I, what I found is it got bumped again but this is this is one of those movies that's been bumped so many times i have a path this is from wiki uh the samaritan has been delayed several times having previously scheduled to be released on june 4th so this week december 11th november 20th uh <laughs> the studio has still not announced another date after the june 4th uh, on non-release so <laughs> wow but uh, what movie do you want to watch the most? I um, really wanted to see Undyne. Oh, I thought you would go with The Conjuring. No. Oh. I think Undyne looks very interesting. Okay. Uh, I think that looks interesting, but I think the one that interests me the most is Gully because of these scores. 13% oh, yeah. Google users and 1.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 29% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. That's got to be a bad, bad film. That sounds like a contender for the most shitty movie of the area. Right. Like Unless there's some crazy bias happening with the reviews, but yeah. It could be, yeah. Uh, hey, you should go to audibletrial.com slash citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash citizen. Get a free book, a 30-day free trial of Audible. If you cancel it and don't want to pay for it, you even support the show. We will next week talk about Panic Episode 3. Definitely. And News of the Week, of course. Another digital review of The House Next Door 2. Have you seen the first one? No. It's a good horror movie. Oh, okay. I recommend it. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Round. Jeremy Round. Uh, let's see. Uh... And he, I guess we already talked about all the Trisha Paytas. Oh, I mean, that's kind of was the biggest. Anything YouTube wise, I can't think of anything YouTube wise. Uh, no, I saw the teaser for uh, the new Gossip Girl uh, coming out uh, to HBO Max. I I don't know if we and you and me have talked about it on the show, but I think I have told you that I loved. The original Gossip Girl. I think we might have talked yeah. about it on the show, but I'm not sure. Right. And not very interested in the new show. I'm probably going to see it if it's... Because it's... It, I wonder if it's going to be as good as the first. It's maybe what I'm most... It's all, They're going to go for nostalgia... Obviously. So if you enjoyed the first ones, yeah. you're going to get a lot of callbacks to things that you're going to enjoy. And then by the episode four or five, the nostalgia is going to wear off and it's either going to be good or bad. That That's, you know, that's how it's going to be. Okay. Thank you for ruining it. For yeah. Me. <laughs> but, uh, thank you, Daddy. Daddy. Um, mm. Did you see daddy. Macron get <laughs> slapped in the face? I did see Macron getting played. Yeah. Hit me baby one more time, he said. He got, like, the guy who slapped him, they went and grabbed him, and it seemed like he was trying to get away. And then at one point in the video, at least the video I saw, before it cuts off, it seems like the crowd is trying to pull him away from the Secret Service people, or whatever French Secret Service is called. Did you notice that? Uh, Yeah. I think the French uh, Secret Service is called the French uh, Secret Service. Savas. Okay. Yeah, okay. Savas, yeah, yeah. Le Eiffelporn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, what did I... I haven't been home. Uh, my, we- my, my week was very, very strange. Uh, I got very sick and went to the hospital, then came back. And that is more or less like... I've been outside of my home all, almost all week. That's true. Yeah. Home, so it's like I haven't watched that much uh, YouTube stuff, to be honest. Uh, you sent me a thing about Trump's pants. You want to talk about that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh fucking hell! I, I I have you ever heard heard of cucumber news? Cucumber news? No. Well, no, I don't think so. So in Norway we have something called cucumber news, and we we call it that if the media has absolutely nothing to write about. Okay. They they write this like fluff uh, piece like, my piggy got triplets, like. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we, look we, at this. We call it fluff. Yeah. Fluff piece in America, I guess. Fluff. Fluff, fluff piece. Yeah, but uh, it's it's even worse than fluff because it's like it's about absolutely nothing. Okay, sure. Uh, so it's like yeah. So I I found a very fluffy news this week because actually Trump was not wearing his pants backwards at this weekend rally. Like how how is this a thing? Like it's like. Uh, oh, there was this rumor that former President Trump 
had his uh, trousers back fo- back forward because it was all overshadowed on his speech on Saturday. And it's like, why the fuck is this news? Like, it wasn't even true. It seems like... It's true that the media... Like, CNN is at, like lost tons of ratings since Trump went out of office. So a lot of the mm. media is definitely trying to keep Trump relevant because it boosts their numbers, clicks, their ratings, everything else. Uh, so to... That's kind of, I think that's kind of what's going on here is just get him in the news so we have a story about Trump because that's what people want to read about. I feel like his relevancy is slowly waning and people don't – not that people don't want to hear about him anymore, but it, people just don't care to hear about him. Like if they hear about him, whatever, but they're not going out of their way to hear about him anymore. Uh, Raw was amazingly bad this week. Okay. Oh, Yeah. One of the worst draws endings of all time, maybe. Uh, Uh, Here's a story I didn't tell. This week, I was outside. I have, like, or my parents have, like, a strawberry bed that has, like, like bird netting to keep the birds from eating the strawberries, obviously. mm -hmm. But this little tiny chipmunk had gotten into the netting and wrapped himself up, like, wrapped his head in there, uh... And he's like freaking out because I was I walked past him and I was like, oh my gosh! So I got to get this guy out of this netting. How do I do this without you know hurting him or hurt, getting bit? So I go and get gloves and everything. And I, he did not make it easy, but I managed to get this chipmunk out and uh, not get rabies. So that was an exciting thing that happened this week. Wow! Was it hot? Uh, no, it's kind of rainy this week, to be honest. Oh. That means that you don't live in Philadelphia. No. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. it was very springtime. Like, you know, like, it would be raining for an hour, and then an hour of pure, like, hot sun, and then it would rain, pour down raining again. Which is good. It's good this time of year to have oh, yeah. that happen. It's normal. Did you hear about this, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Jeff Bezos. That's the last thing you you sent to me. What about Jeff Bezos? Going to space. Uh, Oh, yes! (laughs) He wants to be a spaceman! I think the idea is he wants to be able to sell... Like, he wants to sell tickets to be able to sell to people. And I bet his idea is, like, I'll do it first or whatever. That way I can show to people that it's safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 it's it's so it's so it feels very uh, it feels very commercial. Do you understand what I mean? And it's like uh, this uh, is it called Blue Origin? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, that, his, yeah. the company that he's that does his rocket sh- shit. Yeah, right. Do you think he works with a uh, uh, Tesla guy? No, they're like totally competing uh, companies. Oh, okay. I bet yeah, they I... probably both contract, or I bet NASA contracts both of them, but I don't think they work together. So, like, they might mm. work together on a NASA project, like they both work, but they work in as separate entities. If that makes sense. But yeah, no. Uh... If I ever wanted to go to space, I think Jeff Bezos is the last one I wanted on my flight with me. He seems super boring. 
Oh, is that why? I, I would be afraid because I'd look over and be like, he's going to keep us on 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 the moon in his, like, secret lair because he looks like a <laughs> James Bond villain. <laughs> he is a James Bond villain. He even does uh, have, like, a cat and, like, mwah, claps it. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this new Netflix thing. I don't know if I, uh, I've heard, uh, I've told you about this, but Netflix is going to have three movies called uh, In a Fair Street Trilogy. Okay. Three horror movies. Uh, and uh, it's finally now been uh, announced. Do you want to see the trailer at the end of this podcast? Sure, I'm going to go see if Trisha posted anything new really quick just to see if we got any updates. Um, <laughs> if we got any Trisha, up, up, Trisha updates. Yeah. What do we call that? Trisha dates? Yeah, I mean, we. It, it was, it's been two hours, so let's go back two hours. Okay, so she definitely has a... This interview was cute. Okay. Dude, this shit feels for real feels like a breakup i'm so fucking miserable i'm not sure what stage of grief i am but change is something that is so fucking hard for me to deal with like it really is i'm literally not reading anything anywhere i'm just venting is what she says okay kind of yeah you feel bad for her i i still think they'll be able to get along i just don't think they can be business partners maybe for a little while right yeah but i think they'll work out their personal shit, you know what I mean? And then it'll all come back up again at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, it, 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 sometimes it feels a little like wrestling, that it's fake and things like that, but uh, I, I guess uh, it will be interesting to see if they can find back to each other. Okay, let me get this trailer up. Yeah, because, yeah, this is the Fear Street trailer, uh, so... I am very, very interested. I have not seen this trailer, uh, but I oh my am gosh. very it's a, much... It's a long-ass trailer. It's three minutes, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's play it. In three, two, one, go. There was a time I have not seen this. Okay. What? I wonder if is this my computer? Why is this That's all video look... Why can I see the pixels happening? <laughs> because some of the events are going to be uh, back Hello? in the future. I think the first uh, episode is 94, the second one is 78, and the... Oh, R.L. Stein. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely read these books when I was a kid. Yeah, did you re re read uh, Fair Street? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. I remember in my 5th and 6th grade classes at school, there was basically like a trading network of of <laughs> R.L. Stein books, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fear Street was uh, those books that was kind of for more mature audience. I remember that. Yeah, we talked about the one that was Beach House that he did, also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These massacres happen in Shady Side over and over. But I I I, I think I think that name and I also like Slasher. Sure. 
where it all started. So it it will be interesting to see what it's doing. Well, the acting looks good so far. That's yeah. that special effects stuff right there looks pretty good. And that it's over three different movies also gets it to have a storyline that will be interesting to see how they. I mean, at what point do we just call it a miniseries, though? Isn't it just a miniseries? It stops with us. Uh, is it not a miniseries because it's not on television and it's on Netflix? The bitch seemed normal. I guess so. And also maybe the length of it. I don't know. No, think about uh, Lonesome Dove. That was a miniseries. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But it looks very cool. I will say that. I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah, it looks fun. It, lo it looks... Oh, that's the girl from the show we're watching. Yeah. Come back from that, mother... Oh! <laughs> that was Ooh. cool. That was cool. And all the... So July 2nd, July 9th, and July 16th. Oh, cool. So they're out... No, they're not going to yeah. do it all at one time. So that does make it... Yeah. Yeah, well, no. Lonesome Dove came out week by week also. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that looks fun. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yep, me too. Okay, anything else? I just wanted to leave everybody with uh, probably 75% of the news we talk about on the show. I've, uh, yeah, I or Fro either found it while sitting on the toilet. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Citizen.